Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Perry, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy here with The Lunch Learn. This week, we bring you an amazing guest. We have Dr. Michelle Clay, who is an empowering speaker, two-time best-selling author, and holistic physician who specializes in the release and management of stress and associated symptoms simply and naturally. Her life mission is to empower people experiencing challenging life with tools to transform their lives from stressful, unbalanced, and unhealthy to happy, harmonious, and purposeful. Dr. Michelle is frequently called upon to give a refreshing perspective on ways to release stress and recharge health, enabling clients to live a free life of purpose with passion. Through her company, Free Life 7, her work enhances people's lives by harmonizing all dimensions of wellness through coaching programs, retreats, and seminars to help burnt out and busy professionals and high stress and high strong high performers, you guys know who you are, create their sense of calm, clarity, and confidence a mindset for success. And guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I listened to episode 116 where we talked about the self-reflection and the importance of self-reflection. I thought it was extremely important to really talk about why a lot of people need that self-reflection, right? Because the everyday stressors of life is kicking a lot of you guys' butt, like truly and honestly. And when we talk with uh, Dr. Michelle today, you'll, you'll hear instances where The mental stress is causing physical manifestations. And we talk about how the physical stress can cause mental ramifications, right? So it's definitely a relationship that if it's not in tune, right? If you are not ready to not only accept stress because stress is coming, there's no way you can avoid it. But when it does come, be able to manage it. And I think that's a key word. We don't deal with stress. We manage stress, right? So be able to manage that stress and then use it for your betterment. We're going to be in trouble, right? And unfortunately, I take care of a lot of patients who the stressors of life, job, work, family, relationships has beat them down to the point that they're physically sick. And we don't want that. So again, episode 117, we have Dr. Michelle Clay. We're going to be talking about stress all throughout this episode. I want you guys to really pay attention and really get some tips to learn how to de-stress and declutter your life for the better. So like always, if you have not had a chance, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. And let me know what you think about Dr. Michelle's episode. You guys have a great and blessed day. This episode is brought to you by the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where we are living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. In the Lunch and Learn Community Store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, e-books, as well as other related products by Dr. Barry. Head over to shop.drpiersblog.com and get a chance to get 10% off your first purchase by using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Again, shop.drpiersblog.com. Live out the motto, empower yourself for better health. All right, Lunch Learn community. So you just heard another amazing introduction from a guest that I've been waiting in the background to get onto the show for quite a while. And I, I just felt this was the time. This was right. And when you listen to this, you know, National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month, when we talk about the mental health and talk about what makes it so that you can actually have good mental health, right? Like this is one of the key factors that will determine whether you have good mental health or not, right? Which is stress, right? But lo and behold, Dr. Michelle, again, thank you for coming on to the show for the Lunch Learn community and educating us and, you know, gracing us with your presence. Thank you, Dr. Barry, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. This is such an honor. For Dr. Michelle, so I, I gave I gave you an introduction in our other intro, but I do I already know I got some people who like to skip the introduction and come right to the main story. So for for the people who do that, because we know we got the people who like to skip the line, tell them something about you who they may not be able to read just off getting off your bio, right? Who is Dr. Michelle? 
So I think since people really want to know about stress and what they can do about it because stress is such a problem, I'll tell you something about me that people might not know what led me to talk about stress and focus on it, that in mindset so much. So many people have had struggles just like I have. In this new day and time, there are a lot of blended families. There are very few traditional, what we call traditional families, whereas the mother, the father, and they have their kids and they live happily ever after in one house until death do us part with the husband and wife. But that wasn't my story. That isn't my story. So you meet someone, you fall in love, but when you fall in love with them, everything else follows that. Oh, yes. To include past relationships, unforgiveness, past hurts, past wrongs, and it's as if I inherited that which was not even mine. So the next thing I know, there's a tug of war, a back and forth with my honey bun's child and co-parenting was non-existent. It's still non-existent. So I'm in the middle trying to support my mate and also act as if I'm a kind of like a surrogate mother for lack of better terminology. And the moms, I do not want you to fuss at me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a lot of struggle. There was there was jealousy. There was anger. There was rage. There was constant court date. There were constant motions filed. There was police called. It was all of that. And though I consider myself a super wonder woman, and I know some of my sister super wonder women are listening, you just can't juggle it all. You cannot carry it all that's with you, that is your responsibility as well as be supportive for somebody else. And I began to buckle. My health deteriorated and I'm very, very health conscious. I'm a vegetarian. I eat a lot of raw foods. I juice a lot. But even in that, I was still experiencing these symptoms of stress such as gallstones, chronic tension in my neck and in my shoulders where I could not even turn my neck all the way over, all the way to the left, rather. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, lower back pain, hair thinning and falling out, and it didn't make any sense to me at all. So I really encourage people to follow my story and really get in tune to what is going on with them. Chronic stress can lead to or worsen present medical conditions. Well, maybe everybody that. knows that, maybe they don't. I don't know. But I I hadn't been diagnosed with anything and even I had uterine fibroids and they grew. Wow. Where I had, yes, I had been keeping my uterine fibroids at bay for like 14 years doing a lot of natural therapies. But when that stress came down on me, then I could feel them growing where my acupuncturist said, oh no, you need surgery. Yes. And I had surgery, and guess how many I had? <laughs> let's talk. Let's. I've heard. I've heard stories of women with just multiple, multiple fibroids. How, how much? I had twenty fibroids. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Twenty fibroids. Yes. And, and well, I, I, don't, I don't know if people realize, especially when it comes to fibroids, it is a hormonal component associated with the growth of fibroids. And obviously stress being in the situation you're in definitely didn't help those hormones, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Chronic stress will affect your estrogen, your testosterone. It will affect the entire endocrine system to include insulin, which is a hormone. So absolutely. Now, when you were going through this time, period, right, where kind of the stress was just kind of being put on top of you and day after day, week after week, did you feel a lot of these other medical conditions that kind of rose up out of the ashes or were they always were they always there? And then the stress just kind of made it worse. Like, what, what would you say one way or the other? The fibroids had been there, but my fibroids, they would shrink and come back, shrink and come back, but never that large. But the gallstones, I never had before. Hmm. I never had that. And the muscle tension where I couldn't turn my neck all the way to the left, that had never been there before. My hair thinning and falling out, I had that before, but only when I had a perm. But I have been a natural sister now for, let me see, for 17 years. 
years. All right. So, <laughs> so that wasn't <laughs> it either. So I, but especially at the time when I developed the gallstones, I was only eating raw at that time. I wasn't even eating any cooked food. That so that would have precipitated those gallstones. Really. Wow. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, they say that there's an increased incidence in gallstones with the Fs if you're fat, 40 and female. Mm -hmm. well, I had the 40 and the female together, but the fat, no. And I can tell you what's in our community, that Michelle is a tall, lanky, tall, lanky individual. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You know, and what's interesting, especially and when we talk about stress and obviously we're going to get into it, seeing that the stress that unfortunately you weren't even directly responsible for, unfortunately was being thrust upon you, was, was causing a lot of undue aspects of your, your just the medical and health and well-being. Is that something that you seem to be pretty common? Like a lot of times it's not even something that we're directly doing. That, that's kind of resulting in all of the issues that stress is causing upon us? Absolutely, because according to the American Institute of Stress, the number one cause of stress in America is job related. And so that's definitely a place where you don't have any control, especially if you aren't the boss. But even if you are the boss and you have employees, you don't have control over what your employees do or what they don't do or how they respond to situations. So what's really important about to me about stress management is that you manage it, you tell your mind what to think and don't allow whatever situations are going on around you to dictate how you feel and how you respond. We always have a choice. Now, trust me, I did not come to this overnight because still <laughs> in my mind, I would kind of position myself like the victim, like, oh my goodness, if this weren't happening, then I wouldn't feel like this. If this situation weren't present, I wouldn't feel like this if you know all these what ifs but when I eliminated the language and the perspective of the what if and looked in my hand my head and my heart of what I did have then that gave me the power to take control back of my emotions and my response and so I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna give you a, a praise report I just went to my massage therapist on Sunday and she said, oh, Dr. Michelle, what have you been doing? Your muscles are so pliable. I can get my fingers in deep. I said, I've been doing my work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dr. Michelle, for yes. the Lunch Learn community members who, you know, who obviously heard your story, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them are probably like, like myself, kind of shaking my head like, yeah, she's so right. Yep. I know exactly what she's feeling. When, when we talk about just stress in general, right? Like what, what do you tell the person when they ask, hey, Dr. Michelle, what is stress? Like, what, what does that even mean? Like in, in the, the grand scheme of things. So let's be clear about something. Number one, a lot of us have grown up with the idea that stress is a bad thing and that it's a sign of weakness. You're not strong. You can't handle things. You can't handle life. First of all, stress is a positive thing when it comes in spurts. It's not an emotional response. It is actually a physiological response that is built in for our survival. So for instance, if you have a presentation that's due, if you are driving on the road and someone suddenly slams their foot on the brakes and you have to react very quickly for your survival, then your stress response is going to be activated. And that starts in the brain. And in the brain, there are many parts of the brain, but one part in particular, the hypothalamus is activated, which then activates the pituitary gland, which then sends out hormones to activate the adrenal glands to produce more of the hormone, which people know as our stress hormone, cortisol. Mm. So cortisol will then in turn activate things where digestion won't be taking place. Because if you're trying to, to survive, you're trying to run away from someone robbing you, oh, you're yes. trying to avoid away from a bear. <laughs> accident, you don't have time to digest food. And then it'll also cause more blood to flow in the larger muscles of your body, like our thighs and that type of thing, getting ready to run. So when they say fight or flight, 
it's for our survival. But the problem becomes when that response is activated constantly on a chronic basis. So those body processes that we don't really need in the moment for our survival, guess what? Those things have decreased activity on a chronic basis. And that's what causes the problems that we have. So in the short run, if you know, you need to stop those breaks, you need to run away, you need to do something. It's a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, but, but unfortunately, you said in the long run is where we get in trouble. Consistent aspect of like, okay, this is happening. Like, like you said, when we talk about the jobs, like every day I go to the job, every day I'm dealing with the same stress over and over and over again. And, and that's when we kind of run into trouble. Correct. That's correct. So I guess I guess the question is why? And I hear this all the time. I hear a lot of my patients. They always say, well, like I could just deal with stress better. Right. Like what does that even mean? Like can are some people more affected by the the quote unquote everyday stressors of life? And can some people handle it better than the others? Or what? What? Or is that just been like innate within them? Like how does how does one be able to deal with stress? So studies have shown that people who, when they were in utero, their mothers experienced a lot of stress, then they have a different type of stress response. Mm. However, with that being said, that is something that you can manage and overcome, for instance, with therapy, with counseling, learning how to breathe, just different type of coping techniques and strategies. Now, I'm not a therapist, but I have some stress releasing strategies on my own. But I always believe that what is necessary to do is get to the root of a problem. So while you may need some strategies for the day to day, if you know that you have come from an abusive household or that your mother experienced some kind of trauma when she was pregnant with you, then I definitely recommend therapy. Interesting. And I'm definitely glad that you kind of touched on that because I think a lot of times when we hear these people talk about, well, I can deal with stress, uh, you know, better and, you know, this stress is worse than others, that uh, we do have to kind of look within, right? There's usually some intrinsic reason why you yourself is able to deal with stress, but maybe your brother can't, maybe your sister, like even people within the same kind of household can sometimes deal with stress on a, a better level than others, right? And, and, and it's weird to say deal with stress because I'm I'm not even sure if that's the correct way we should be saying it, but like, I, I, and I guess you'd be better off to tell, like, is that some, is, is it a good thing that you can deal with stress, especially on a chronic basis? Or is that something that you've seen that helps people in the long run better? I wouldn't say deal. I would say manage because every day you can be triggered by something. And you made a good point there, Dr. Barry, as far as people can live in the same household and maybe a sibling reacts to the same situation in a different manner. Now, that can go back to what was happening in utero. It can also lend to what is happening in the brain because chronic stress affects your brain, different areas of your brain. For instance, especially the prefrontal cortex. I really love to talk about that one right there because that particular. <laughs> Ed educate us. That's, that's why you're here because we, we need the education. So please, please go ahead. Yes. The prefrontal cortex, which is the front part of your brain, like where your forehead is. So that deals with higher cognitive functioning. So that's going to be long-term planning, perception, executive functioning, things like that. So chronic stress really affects that area of the brain decreasing the activity. So let's say that you're in the same household, the same situations are happening, but the brother's activity isn't responding in the prefrontal cortex the same way that yours is. So that's something that you have to consider. But I always feel like this, that anything can be managed. I don't like to use the terminology deal because it's as if you're kind of just living and ignore it. Right, and, right. And accept what is happening to you, even though it's not optimal for your wellness or, and well-being. So I really, words mean a lot. Words mean a lot because we can give life to whatever it is that we speak. Correct. So that's why I say manage. And if you come up with a plan and a strategy, then you will be able to manage better and better until the next thing you know, you're like, hmm, that thing that used to set me off, 
I'm good. I feel mm. calm. <laughs> it doesn't affect me like that. It doesn't shift me. It doesn't shift me from my position. When you know who you are, you know your position, then whatever anyone else is doing, it doesn't shake you or shift you. I love it. And, and I know we talked about, especially like what, whatever that thing is, right? We, so we talked about the job being a big contributor to a lot of people's stress, right? But in, in the people that you've worked with and taken care of, what have been some of the common reasons that they say stress them, right? Like, you know, I got some off the top. I was, I'm thinking money, right? But like, what, what do you, what are some of the things that you run into that say like, oh yeah, a lot of my clients usually have this issue and that issue as far as like, what's the initial cause of said stress? Number one is going to be the job. They either feel like they don't make enough money. They may experience microaggression on their job. I've known a few people where it was so severe, they had to file a complaint with EEOC. Yes, yes, yes. It, It can get very serious and very deep. The other things, feeling unfulfilled, especially most of my clients are 40 plus, like between the 40 and 55 year old range. And you get to a point in your life that and when you look around and you're like, okay, am I doing what it is that I plan to do? Mm. And if I'm not, is it fulfilling me? Do I feel like I'm on the right track? Do I feel that I'm working in my purpose? Do I even know what my purpose is? Then in that 40 to 55 range, a lot of times we're talking about divorce. So job, then money, mm. and then relationship. Well, wow. okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, that that age, especially because it's very interesting that you, you kind of mentioned that age. Is, is that where the typical quote unquote midlife crisis, if that's a, and again, I don't know if, is, is that an actual thing? Is that where that kind of comes about when we talk about the quote unquote midlife crisis where people are, are starting to evaluate their life? Yes. But in my experience, in my personal experience, I feel that men and women respond to that differently. Mm. Now, I had a little moment. I'm, I'm going to own it because I think it's important. <laughs> yes, I, I feel it's important to be very transparent with people because often when people are going through things, they feel alone and they isolate themselves and therefore they cannot get the help and support that they need. But I did have a moment where I felt like I feel a little bit down. I'm not, I wasn't clinically depressed, but I did have somewhat of a depressed mood where I felt like I should be further along than where I am now. This is not how I envisioned my life to look when I was 25. Actually, there's nothing in my life that looks like what I envisioned. Man, so, so, so you, you kind of, you, you weren't, you were batting like zero at this point. You're looking around your life like, hold on now. I, I thought this was going to be completely different. Okay. Exactly. And especially when you come to a point when you're struggling financially or you're struggling in your relationship and you feel like it's not supposed to be like this. But what I decided to do to pull myself up out of that was I created, people do vision boards all the time, but I can't carry a board around. So I got a (laughs) notebook. Okay. I got a notebook and I put in their affirmations. I put in exactly what I wanted. I put in pictures. And when I would go to my job, which was stressful, I carried my little notebook with me and I would just look inside my notebook and it would help me remember who I am and what my goals were. I love it. So how has and how does the stressors that we we face, whichever realm we face it in, how does it and how have you seen it affect people's bodies and their health and their wellness just like as a whole? Like what, what, especially when it's again, it's not the every now and then, but now it's every week, every day. Like how, how have you seen that over the years affect people's wealth, health and wellness kind of associated along with it? Probably one of the number one things that I constantly see is high blood pressure because Mm. yes, chronic stress definitely affects your cardiovascular system. So that stress hormone cortisol I was speaking of, it causes vasoconstriction and vasoconstriction. Of course, I know, you know, but for the audience, vasoconstriction is when the vessels tighten up. So the analogy I like to use is when you think about a garden hose. So if you're watering your lawn, and there aren't any kinks in the hose, that water is going to flow out 
right? Nice. But if something gets in there or somebody bends mm -hmm. the hole, then the water is not going to flow so nicely. It might trickle a little bit. So that's the same kind of concept that's occurring in people's blood vessels, as well as increased heart rate. So I'd say blood pressure is the number one. Muscle tension, muscle tightness, that's the number two thing that I see most commonly. Sleep disturbances will probably be the third thing that I see most commonly. Either they cannot sleep or they sleep too much or when they fall asleep, they cannot stay asleep. And what, what I love about what you're doing is that because I think a lot of times when people think of stress and, and a lot of times we do this backwards, right? Where we talk about how the physical ailments that we're dealing with affects our mental. But here you are kind of really, you know, really educating the electronic community and saying like, hey, like you see these mental, you know, transgressions that you're dealing with on a day to day basis. This is how it shows up on the physical side. Right. So it is like a two way street. Like, yeah, some physical stuff could definitely mess your mental up. But if you're mental, especially when we talk about stress, because that's that's the theme. This is how stress can affect you in the doctor's office. Right. This is what we like. I may not be able to see you know, the, the microaggressions that your job is doing to you. But I do see it when you come to get your checkup and your blood pressure still can't be controlled. Absolutely. And mind and body go hand in hand. It's just like which came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a first. It's a cycle. It's a circle. So even with chronic stress, you may have decreased pleasure and that can affect your relationship. If you don't feel like being intimate with your partner, OK, mm -hmm. even though intimacy is a great stress reliever, but you don't feel like doing you it because like doing your it. libido has decreased. So the stress, the stress is beating you up on a day to day basis that even even though you know that, like, that's a good thing that's happening over there. I can't even get the mental fortitude to get on that area because I'm just not ready for it. Correct. And it can affect men because especially because with chronic stress, it can decrease testosterone level. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. OK. All right, man. The men of the lunch community, I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening. This is. <laughs> Because, uh, because, and and we we've talked about this before on a previous podcast with a guest where we talked about just masculinity and you know how we as men allow masculinity to really cause a lot of problems in our relationships, social relationships. And again, this is where we're again we're just tying in to say like, hey, it, yes, it can cause some problems if you if you're not ready, if you're not managing it the way you need to manage it. You know, this is the end results that can occur. So I'm, I'm definitely loving that. Correct. Correct. So, so, so we talked about some of the kind of the physical ailments, the health and wellness, but what about the, and you talked a little bit when you alluded to just the, your, your thought process and the mindset that chronicity of stress plays on people and has even played on you. What were some of the ways that you seen that you said like, wow, you know, this stress is not, not only is it taking me out physically, but like, like I'm not even thinking straight. My mindset is even there. Like what have been some of the ways that you've seen that come into play? People come to me and they feel stuck. That's what they feel stuck. Sometimes when they come, they don't say I'm stressed. They'll say things like, I need a change, but I don't know how to get there. Okay. They just feel stuck. They cannot move forward past unforgiveness. They cannot move forward to make a plan. They know they want something better. And sometimes they don't even have clarity as to what. So that exactly your thought process is you're not thinking clearly. It's difficult to focus. You may even have problems with your memory with chronic stress. Not to the extent of like Alzheimer's or anything like that, but you understand what I'm saying. Oh, sure, sure. For instance, I don't remember where I put my wallet. Okay. I had, I even had an incident the other day in my personal home where my housemate was, is so stressed out. He walked out the door and didn't realize he didn't close it. So I come home and the door is wide open. Oh, uh oh, I, 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 ooh, I, that, that conversation must not. <laughs> I'm just imagining that conversation. If I leave the door and I come home, my wife like, uh oh, what the hell are you doing, buddy? But see, the thing is, when you use your stress releasing strategies, then I'm able to manage that. First of all, I need to know, is everything safe? Mm -hmm. Is it safe to walk in the house? Do I need to call the police? Is anything missing? The only thing that was missing was the cat. And then once I find the cat, then I just have a very calm conversation, just like this tone of voice. Just don't forget to put on the deadbolt. Yes. To, 
That's it. I love it. Because if I get my, if I get all hyper and I'm stressed out, well, that's going to affect the rest of my day and I have things to do. Mm-hmm. So I need to focus. I need to be clear. I need to manage my time well. So there's ways to manage and see that's an example of you taking control and not allowing anything or anyone to shift you from your position. And what's interesting, especially because when you talk about just even the memory, because I'm I'm a program director, so I got residents around me and, you know, uh, we work in a hospital setting. So, you know, when we hear like rapid response or cold blue and all of a sudden, you know, those, those same residents who are calm and collective, and they get into that emergent mode. They forget their stethoscope. They forget their white coat. They forget where they need to like, it's, it's just like your memory just isn't as sharp as it needs to be. And that's just only in a, sh- a short instance. So I can only imagine if chronically you're dealing with something over and over and over again, what that would do over a longer span. Absolutely. I feel for the residents because I remember that time. And actually, there are moments in my life that I will never remember. Not just because (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. Not just because I was stressed, but also sleep deprivation. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I remember. oh, okay. Yeah, you bring back the. See, it's so bad we don't we forget about the the some of the things we went through as a resident because we're like, oh man, that's, yeah. You, you probably I don't mean to trigger anything right. in you, Doctor Barry. <laughs> I don't, don't want to trigger something. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about it now. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I really did. <laughs> tough, tough times as a resident. Tough times as a resident for sure. So talk to us about some of the ways that you've helped guide people to help manage and even release their stress, right? Which is a very interesting concept when we talk about the releasing of the stress, right? Like what are some of the ways that you've been able to educate and, you know, coach some of your clients to, to kind of get them over the hump, I guess, if, the, if there is a hump to get over? Well, first of all, I help them, number one, to turn off the autopilot and the racing thoughts and get some of that stuff out of your head out. And sometimes that can be as simple as journaling. Now, for I meet people where they are. Some people like, Dr. Michelle, I am not going to journal, okay? They're, they're, they're honest with you. They're like, hey, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you right now, Dr. Michelle. It's- they are. They are honest with me. And I appreciate that because then I can meet you where you are and we can work together. From my perspective, my responsibility as a physician is not to heal you, but to guide you and give you tools that you can activate your own healing power and heal yourself. So first of all, depending on what they are dealing with, I just write it out on paper. I'm like, okay, What's the first thing that you feel you need to conquer or you need to manage to get to your next step? And they'll tell me whatever that is. They said, oh, but that seems so big. I said, well, wait a minute. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. So then once I help them break it down piece by piece, just as if you're building a house. If you're going to build a house, well, I'm not going to say a house. Let's just say a shed because that can be a weekend project. People can relate to that. You're going to go to Home Depot or Lowe's and you're going to get the supplies that you need. You're going to map out how you're going to do this as an architect. would. You're going to have a blueprint and then you're going to follow that blueprint. But sometimes, let's say that piece of wood that you need, it has a splinter in it and the nail goes through. Well, you're not going to wig out. What are you going to do? You're going to pick up another piece of wood and put it in place. So I break it down with them like that, step by step, piece by piece. And then I also get them to commit, not a someday or I'm going to try. I said, what is it that you're going to do? And you're okay, Dr. Michelle, I'm going to do this. Okay, so you're going to do this by what day? Now I'm going to call you. I'm going to check in. (laughs) So if you know, especially if you have somewhat of a competitive spirit, if you know someone is looking over you, but more importantly, looking out for you, then you're more apt to do that. And then they're like, you know what? I'm so glad that you told me to do that because it wasn't as hard as I thought. I love it. That is, And that's so correct. And I'm laughing because uh, I, me and Dr. Michelle, we know each other for about uh, like almost three years now. Uh, a little bit, give or take. So, like, she really does this. Like, this isn't like her just, like, she really would be like, no, 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 no. I need like the date and time that you said this project is going to be completed so I can reach out to you 
on that time just to make sure we're, we're all on the same page so she really does this like that's not a it's not just for the show it's not just for the show this is this is real <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely real so that's one thing and then another powerful thing that i have them do that i do every day are affirmations so affirmations are really about saying i am and then whatever is after that. You're creating that in your life. So some people, I have them simply say every day, I am calm. I love myself or whatever it is. A lot of people deal with self-image issues where they feel that they're not worthy. They devalue themselves by the words they say to themselves and that creates their reality. And then they act that out in real life. And even if someone says, oh, no, honey, I love myself, but I'm watching what you're doing. I'm watching how you treat yourself. I'm watching what you're eating. I'm watching how you're sleeping. I'm watching who you allow around you. If there are people who will bring you down or discourage you, or if there are people who will lift you up. So it doesn't matter what you say in that instance. It matters what you do. What I get people to do is <laughs> say and then also act what they say. I love it. Do you find a lot of people will do the former but not the latter? Like they'll they'll say all the stuff that I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But when it comes to actually putting, you know, you know, the pen to the paper, you know, you know, taking that next step, like you find like that's where. Uh, a lot of people kind of falter when it comes to managing and releasing of said stress? They do, but it's a process because just like riding a bike, when we first got on the bike, well, some of us had training wheels. Mm -hmm. I had training wheels. Oh, yes. Some people just immediately got on the bike and there were times when you fell down. But even though you fell down, you got back up and got back on the bike. You, they may have put a helmet on you and some knee pads and some elbow pads just to protect you a little bit. But at the end of the day, you still got back up on the bike. Now, you may have paused because you got a little nervous and said, oh, well, I'm afraid to try right now. I'm going to wait until next week and try again. But the point is that you tried again. And so it's a process. That's the same way with my clients. Some people, when I tell them things and we come up with a plan together, then they take action and boom, they are good. Some people, they kind of wax and wane and, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Dr. Michelle, I didn't do it. I want to still don't, don't leave me though. Don't leave me, Dr. Michelle. I'm like, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not, gonna go. I'm not going nowhere. I'm just longer. <laughs> do you find that, and especially because I'm thinking about the whole manage and release of stress. When, when clients come to you, do you find that they're holding in a lot of stuff that has to be like, like let out first before they can actually start like, you know, prioritizing and, you know, doing the steps and actions they need to actually be able to manage it. Like, do you find a lot of people are holding on to stuff that they shouldn't? Heck yeah, they are. But, um, releasing that is part of releasing the stress. A lot of times if I'm having a session with a client and they start crying, that's already started the process. Okay. So for a little science, there are different types of tears. So we have some tears, for instance, where you get something in your eye and tears form because it's trying to cleanse that particle, that foreign agent out of your eye. When you cry because you are emotional, you're experiencing sadness or something like that, then there's actually some of the stress hormone in those tears. So even with the crying. Mm, oh, wow. Okay. To release. So like I said, it's a process. It's a process. You have to crawl before you walk and many things go hand in hand. It's not an either or, or then, then this, when this, then this, Right. it's hand in hand. Okay. The one thing that I find people are holding on to a lot is unforgiveness and anger. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh-oh. He said, uh-oh. So is that... Okay. When you, when you run into these people, right, who have this level of unforgiveness for whatever reason, like, how do you kind of go about saying like, okay, educating them and say like, I know it's tough. I know it's hard, but you're going to have to, you know, release this if you want to move on, right? Like, is that an easy conversation? And then my part B is, and I always ask this because I always ask, because I feel like from, from a male standpoint, uh, we, we always fall behind. Do you find that most of your, your clients, women or men, 
Do you find that men are receptive to this level of education? And because I feel like men have a lot of stress, but because our masculinity, we don't call it stress. That's correct. Okay, so let me go to part A of the question first. Let me go in order. So usually when I have a client and I'm talking to people, there's a wisdom that comes with age. So I have gray hair, but I cover it up. There I am. I'm being transparent. I cover it up. But with that gray hair comes wisdom and wisdom is is knowledge with experience. And I couple that together to help people. Right. So there's just some things that you get like a sense about and you sense the type of personality that the person has and how they will receive things that you say with some people. I can cut straight to the chase and say it for other people. I have to be soft and gentle and put some money (laughs) on it. And then they feel better about disclosing information. Now, I'll give you an example. I had a particular client that was holding on to unforgiveness. And the person that they unforgiveness toward had already died like years ago. This happens all the time, like years ago. So what I had her do was write a letter to this person and expressing everything to them that they never had the courage or opportunity to say. Let out all the anger with that. And then if you really wanted that person to forgive you, then just envision that once they read it, they said, I'm sorry, or I forgive you, or please forgive me. And that really helped her release. It, it really, really did. So I have all kinds of tips and tricks and strategies up my sleeve. I, just, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So, then, so just so they know that like, oh, yeah, we, we, we're going to be ready. For whichever, whatever problem you bring to Dr. Michelle, she is ready for said problem. And if I don't have, if I'm not the right person or that's not my area of expertise, because there's some people, they really need to go to a therapist. So I will refer them to a psychiatrist or a therapist or somebody. Because anytime you're trying to heal, it's not a one man show or a one woman show. You need a team. Now, who was that that just won the championship? The Raptors? Mm-hmm. Did you see one person on the court? No, it was a whole team. team. And then sometimes what happens is you have to rotate. Somebody has to sit on the bench and take a rest and you put another player in. So that's the same concept for people who are really trying to take it to the next level with their health or wellness or reclaim the person that they used to be long ago, but has been burdened down with stress and burnout and, and just life and health issues and this, that, and the third. Now, part B of your question, most of my clients are women. That's just who I attract. I do have some men. I'm open to all because one thing that my godmother told me, she was like a natural healer, was that you should have the ability from a natural standpoint, you should have the ability to help anybody, but you're not supposed to help everybody. Translation, some people you are meant to connect with and some people you are not, but you still have the expertise and the skills to help anybody. I love it. Now, is the, for the men that you do have, do you find it to be harder, right? Like, do you find that you know, your work's cut out for you? Or by the time they come to see you, whatever barriers that would have been there that made it difficult for them to open up have kind of been disintegrated, quote unquote? So it depends on the, on the man. So for the men who already knew me, then by the time they come to me, they're ready and they're committed. For the men who didn't know me, let's say they did a Google search or something, and they called and made an appointment and we started working together. Sometimes they have ulterior motives or they may be attracted to me. Oh, and then they don't, you know, call, they don't fully engage. Mm. So, like I have someone right now who is not my client, but I feel like he has ulterior motives. So I just keep it professional. And if you're, if you're not serious, I'm not going to take you as a client because I'm doing you a disservice and I'm dishonoring myself. 
and I, I always find like it's, it's funny because what you're saying definitely kind of hits home because there are a lot of my male patients who say that part of the reason why they can't go to you know women who are physicians right or who are healers right is because they feel like they can't open up right they like oh my god I can't open up this person here right the person gonna look at me different right like all of a sudden you know that that meant you know we're you know we're terrible right I, I don't got I don't gotta tell you we're terrible right. <laughs> We get there, we just start questioning ourselves and saying, like, oh, now if I open up in front of this person, like, the whole world's going to know, and I don't want to be, quote, unquote, less of a man. And, you know, it's it's, it's definitely a, a struggle that even though I, as a male physician, I see that I can only imagine what, what you guys go through. Well, let me speak to the men directly. Gentlemen, please hear me. Please hear me. First of all, I want you to know that I'm going to speak for the women. Regardless of what they say or do, we love you and we need you. And when you tap into your power and your strength to show your vulnerability, we actually view that as a power and a strength, not a weakness. So I want, yes, I want to tell you that directly. I love it. I love it. All right, we we hype now. We're ready. <laughs> we are ready. Go go for it. We like it. So, Dr. Michelle, before I, I know I didn't I didn't talk your head off right, but before I let you go, I always call this kind of like the, the 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 period of promotion, right? Because I'm very fortunate enough to have you know guests who do such amazing things that yes, they're physicians, yes, they're in the health field, but like they do so much more. So obviously, you know, we've been talking and like, I I want you to kind of tell people, you know, what are some of the things that you do kind of outside, right? And most importantly, like, I want to talk about this R&R experience, right? Like, I want you to kind of, like, in fact, let's start there, right? And then we can talk about all of the books that you have, because she's, ladies, lunch learning community, she got plenty of them, right? She's got, and she's got plenty of products and we're going to get all of that. And trust me, uh, depending on where, wherever you listen to that, I will make sure you have direct links to all of that as well. But like, let's talk about the R&R experience. Let's talk about the why. What What is it? How did it come to fruition? And, you know, like, who who's it for? So the R&R experience is a free life because that's the name of my company, Free Life 7. It's a free life retreat. And it occurs in the the Big Easy New Orleans. So many people who are experiencing stress come to the Big Easy and be easy. Mm-hmm. And it occurs November 1st and 2nd. So as a VIP registrant, then you will get two days. As general registrant, you will only get the one day. But that one day is power packed. So I'm going to go into that in a minute. Your question, how did it come to fruition? Because people asked me for it. I'm going to be honest with you, putting on an event that you know will make a great impact on people and help transform their lives, not just for them, but for whoever else that they touch. So you want it to be quality. It has to be quality. You have to put forth and have the vision of being excellence. You have to move in excellence. That's a huge undertaking. The only reason I'm doing this is because people would come up to me randomly and say, oh, Dr. Michelle, I'm going to come to your retreat. <laughs> well, I they, don't have one schedule. Right, right. They're just telling you, like, hey, I'm coming to your retreat. I don't, I don't even know when to schedule, but I'm, I'm there. Yes. I hadn't said anything about a retreat, but they come telling me they're going to come to my retreat. And so if that's the case, then there must be a need. And so I'm giving you what you need. I'm giving you what you want. I'm giving you what you asked for. So what the R&R experience, and it's not just a retreat, it's an experience. Not just a retreat, an experience, y'all. Y'all listen. Experience. Release and recharge. We've been talking about release this entire podcast, about releasing stress. But once you release that, you need to recharge some things. And we are so caught up and focused on recharging our laptop, recharging our cell phone, but we do not recharge our bodies, our minds, our spirits, so we know what our purpose is and we can go forth and be brilliant. Ooh, talk so, to them. Some, some of us won't leave the house if our phone ain't recharged. So I keep, let's talk to them. Talk to them, please. Exactly. So for my VIPs, our first day, I have a wonderful spa experience for you. 
And then later that evening, we will have culinary cures and coaching with Dr. Michelle, a private dining experience. Now, the reason I call it culinary cures and coaching is because you are able to use certain food items, certain nutritional elements to help with your stress. And because I know that, I have created certain herbal teas to help with that. So that's one of the products. But as a VIP, we're going to have a specialty tea, tea teeny. <laughs> I love it. That incorporates all of that. Then on the main day, a lot of my super friends are coming in to share with you. And we have Dr. Carol. She's going to be doing movement and meditation. She has a book, Meditation in the Time of Madness. We have Dr. Sam, one of my super friends, who's going to be coming in and talking to you about sleep. Remember I told you chronic stress can affect your sleep. And she also, she knows some great trigger points to help with your stress and your sleep. Then we have Dr. Mia coming up, who is the B3 specialist. She's going to be talking about your beauty, how you see yourself beautiful, how to maintain, achieve balance, and your belief about yourself and the world around you. Then I also have a super friend who is an artist. She has her own gallery here. And one of her pieces is actually in the National African American Museum. And she's going to be guiding us through an exercise that you can incorporate once you get home on how to use art and creativity to release the stress and recharge your creativity. Creativity is not just about art pieces, painting, drawing, sculpture, but about what you are creating in your life, the footprint that you leave on the world. Oh, that's oh, that's a that's an amazing day. That's okay. <laughs> okay. You know, you know what? This this is what we're gonna do. Let's 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 do this for them, Dr. Michelle. Obviously with the lunch learning community and you know, amazing information that you gave today. Let's let this podcast this podcast will sponsor a general membership. Our general day, right? Whatever, whatever, whatever that general ticket is, right? I, I don't know how you. I'll let you decide how you want to give it away. But you give a ticket away on behalf of the Lunch Learn community, on behalf of the Lunch Learn podcast with Dr. Barry, because I think people need to experience that, right? Because it, it's so funny because because as I'm thinking, I'm trying to think the last time I left this house and didn't have my phone charged, or last time I like I would skip sleep even if it was for a few seconds to make sure my phone was charged but we're walking around on a daily basis not recharging our mind not recharging our mental our spiritual and all of these things that really that really keep us going and we're not doing it right? yeah. so and i so i want to sponsor someone to to get themselves recharged and get themselves ready to take on especially this last quarter of the year yay thank you dr barry thank you lunch and learn community there is i know i don't know who it's gonna go to but i'm going to donate that ticket to a woman who or a man we're gonna see because sure. i love the men <laughs> is struggling they really feel stuck and they do not have the means to get there on their own mm -hmm. that's let's who it's that. gonna go to let's do it let's do it now, now so that's so that's the r and r experience which is big but on, honestly you've been doing so much big things even up until that right when it comes to books and the teas and everything else like just give them a laundry list of the stuff that you got right like just so just so they know that dr michelle ain't playing out here i am not playing in these streets <laughs> first of all well let me tell you this Talk that for the r and r experience you can get your ticket at releaserechargeexperience.com and it's christmas in july so you can get the early bird pricing in the month of july but if you wait too long they said you think long you think wrong mm -hmm. then the prices are gonna go up so release the price is going up y'all so don't y'all right. know y'all going to new orleans anyways right y'all exactly. gonna be there it makes so no sense it makes no sense get recharged and you get yourself ready and of course the link will definitely be in the show notes uh, to make sure yeah. you have a direct link to that, to that so the other things that are going on i have my best-selling book 
Conquering the Chaos, the Super Wonder Woman's 12-step strategy for a stress-free life. I also have the companion journal with that, the stress release journal. So in the book, in the 12 steps, it goes through, we talked a, a little bit about it today. It goes through the 12 systems of the body, what, how they function, because I think that you need to empower people with information to activate their transformation. And then how stress affects that system in the body, a culinary cure for that, and mindset, something for your mindset with that system. The stress release journal, the companion journal for that, it is a deeper dive into that. So you're reading and educating yourself in the Conquering the Chaos book, but now you need to get to work. Then I also have my stress-free life self-care kits. Oh my goodness, this thing right here just keeps exploding. So... <laughs> <laughs> Because people just, they want stuff. So in there, there's a T and it's going to be four different ones, one per quarter. So one is going to be the release recharge box with the signature release recharge herbal tea, which is specially formulated to give you a sense of calm and ease. It's hibiscus based. And then you also have the semi-precious stone bracelets, agate bracelets with lava beads on them. And I mixed up a special essential oil aromatherapy oil to go on the bracelet. So anytime, you know, you're feeling something, you just instantly calm you down. Just, sm just smell your wrist. Just smell oh, your yes. wrist. Look cute and aromatherapy at the same time. And then I've also created the relaxation remedy herbal bath. And you can put that either do a full bath or just do a foot bath. I'm going to do a foot bath this evening. We also have the free life candle because people love you love to smell things. People love candles. Yes. The free life candle. And we also have shower steamers. These things are amazing. So have you ever heard of shower steamers? Oh, no. No. Oh, let me tell you about it. So the shower steamers, they're a little square made out of like baking soda and some other things infused with certain essential oils. So you can put it on the bottom of the tub while you're taking the shower and have an aromatherapy experience. Ah. Because okay. some people, they're like, girl, I don't have time to take a bath. But you still need to have a moment for yourself. Mm -hmm. Self-care to stress less. You can have your me time, create a me time moment in the shower. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. I told you I want to me that she's doing it. <laughs> I was not lying. <laughs> she is. Oh, that's a problem. I love it. That's a good problem, though. That's a good problem because again, we're we're, we're trying to be we're, we're trying to stress less, right? We're trying to have a free life. Like that's that's really the, the name of the game, and that's uh, again that's why uh, I love and respect everything that Dr. Michelle does because the amazing work that she puts in and the effort that she puts in shows you how much she cares, right? And you know we're running to unfortunately there's there's a lot of physicians who have you know infiltrated our system who don't really care as much, right? And you know. So when you find someone who does, you try to make sure you amplify everything that they do so others can know like how amazing this person is. Thank you. Yes, this is definitely my purpose. And I'm so very passionate about it because everything that I'm telling you, I've done all of that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have to say my affirmations every day. I wear my bracelets. I'm sniffing all day. I use my shower steamers, light my candle, meditate, pray. I do all of that. Practice what we <laughs> preach. Practicing what we <laughs> preach. Yes. Now you have to walk the walk. Before I let you go, like I always ask this question, like how can what you do empower others to take better control of their health? Because it's, it's obvious, but you know, in case for some reason someone that skipped and missed all this greatness and wanted to go towards the end, right? And this is all they're listening to, right? Like how is what you do empowering others to take better control of their health? First of all, you have to know that you know that you know that you are worthy and you are deserving. It's not about being here for somebody else. It's about being here and showing up for you. And the goal is not to survive, but it is to thrive. Know that you are never stuck. As long as there is breath in your body, you can always decide to choose you and to do better so you'll have better and be better. 
So I want you to know that you're never stuck and also that you're never alone, whether it's me, whether it's Dr. Barry, whether it's someone else that can help you get to the next level. If you don't have people around you that support you, honey, you can create another circle. Yes. <laughs> you yes. can create another circle, <laughs> but you're never stuck. You are never stuck and you always deserve better. I love it. Dr. Michelle, before we let you go, where can others find you, right? Like, and again, all of these links, member of Lunch Learn Community, you know the drill. We'll have all these links in the show notes, but I want to make sure that they can follow you, be led, and, you know, be able to kind of just uh, absorb this greatness that I'm able to absorb at a, at a daily basis, what I love to see. You can find me on all social media at Dr. Michelle Clay. My website is drmichelleclay.com. And for the Lunch and Learn community, then I would love to offer you my special recipe for the Stress-Free Life Smoothie. Mm. And you can get that at stressfreesmoothie.com. Oh, I love it. I, I love it. And I appreciate it based on the, on behalf of the Lunch Learning community. We want to thank you, Dr. Michelle, for just an amazing experience. Like I said, I, I've said, I say this like on a week to week basis, but like I'll be learning just as much as Lunch Learning community from my guests. Like I'm like, if y'all can see my face, I'm glued in like, okay, all right, stress. Yep. Yep. Gotta, gotta release this. Gotta, gotta manage it. Can't can be dealing. Gotta manage. That's, that's, that's the goal. Change the words. Words are powerful. That's 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 the way to go. All right. Thank you, Dr. Michelle. You have a great. And again, like I said, remember, we want to sponsor who I don't know who again, you choose who we're sponsoring. But we got we need to get someone to get that experience at the R&R experience, release and recharge. And what, 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 when is it happening again? Let us know. It's November 2nd. OK, November 2nd for the general. You want that VIP. You come in on the first. Right. So if y'all big ballers want the VIP, go in on the first. Right. Can you get a, a, a teeny? Is that what we called it? A, yeah, I made that up <laughs> with your spa experience. <laughs> yes, I love it. Thank you, Dr. Michelle. Thank you for having me. Everyone have a positive and stress-free day. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of The Lunch Learner, Dr. Barry. And this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today if you have not had a chance please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening if you already listen and you've already subscribed make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is and if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes always head over to lunchlearnpod.com that is lunch learn pod all in one word dot com and you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode but especially the one you just listened to and i'm gonna see you guys next week you guys be blessed bye